21st as you're listening to this maybe later <laughs> and which means we're almost done with august we are a mere couple of weeks away well, depend, well depending on where you live some places have already started but here where i am we are still a few weeks away from school starting and hopefully you know whatever kind of messy arrangement your kids have for their school will be sorted out before too long now we'll see uh we're doing the online thing here from day one here some of y'all fortunately got stuck sending your kids to the building in the middle of all this you know COVID-19 stuff so you know i hope and pray that things go safely there that nobody gets infected you know that nobody gets it bad if they do and you know that we get this stuff all sorted out and so that our children can go learn and be safe while they're doing it okay uh you know being online ain't no picnic either because, you know, you miss the interaction with other kids and all of that. So, it's not a great situation either way. So, hoping and praying that we all, all of us who have children, all of us who are, or if you're working in the school system in any capacity, that things get better and things get sorted out. You know, so that we can at least get on a safe and consistent kind of track here for teaching our children. All right, well, got a few topics. Show won't be as long this week. So, yeah, um, won't be as many things I'm talking about, you know. So, in the uh, in the words of the of the Black Church, it won't be before you long. <laughs> 
And I'm not actually, I'm not lying to you, okay? I won't be before you as long as usual this time. But we do have a show this week. It took me a little longer to get together. But I finally found some stuff that I wanted to, you know, really talk about. And here we are. So, you know, uh, the title for this week's episode is The Good, Bad, and the Ugly because, oh, well, not really ugly. Um, it was good, just bad, and then it was goofy. Yeah. So, The Good, The Bad, and The Goofy. Uh, the good is from the movie world. The bad is from pro wrestling, unfortunately. And the goofy is from baseball. So we're going to get into all of that. And what you heard leading you in was not was not a New York rap group for a change. <laughs> no, it was the Who. And um, for those of you who are not familiar with the Who, if you don't know who they are, or you... <laughs> Or who the members are, or <laughs> or who is still in the group now? Okay, all right, all right, I'm finished. I'm finished with. Okay, enough of that. Enough of that. All right. Yeah. So they they are British rock group. I think they started like in the '60s or early '70s. You know, around the same time as you know the Beatles, Stones, Led Zeppelin. You know. And same influences, you know, all that kind of stuff. And they are, well, prior to the old pandemic here, they were still doing tours, still putting out music. I think their most recent album was a couple of years ago. So I have some of their more recent songs and some of their old classic stuff that I'll be playing. While the show is going on this week, and should be fun if you've never listened to the Who and you've never, you know, heard who they are, and <laughs> you don't know anyone who's ever who has ever played their music for you, and. Okay, I've run, out, I've run out of ways to say who. <laughs> but if you've never heard any of their stuff, this is an introduction, and I hope it leads you to dig into more of their catalog so you can find out just who they really are. <laughs> and uh, if you're familiar with who they are, then... <laughs> You can uh, consider this a reintroduction, or maybe you just listened to some of their music yesterday. <laughs> I don't you know, whatever. But anyway, that's who the music is coming from this week. And after some more of the who, I'm going to talk about some superhero movie stuff. And so I will be right back and you will get, you will hear just who from the superhero world I'm talking about next. Be right back after this. 
Now we're back, and we're going to get the good news before we get to the bad news. Good news is that Ben Affleck has agreed to come back as Batman for the uh, Flash movie. Um, I think it's good news. Look, even for y'all, those of y'all who didn't like, you know, Batman vs Superman or Justice League, right? Most people seem to think that Affleck did a great job like Batman, and I'm one of those people. And I thought it really sucked that you know it looked like that was over. Not just because of you know the way things went with Justice League and all that, but also you know Ben ended up in like a really bad place, kind of mentally and you know emotionally and. All that. So it was understandable him not wanting to keep going. And, you know, I'm not one of those people who's saying that, well, that, that he should have just, you know, kept to it and, you know, mental health be damned, which, I mean, <laughs> that's a really crappy take to have, by the way, on anybody. But. You know, I'm happy that he's back. I'm happy that he's, you know, found, you know, the piece that he needed to come back to the role. And I'm happy that he was presented with something that, you know, he wanted to do with the role. Now, as far as what we know with the Flash movie, it's going to be a Flashpoint kind of thing. Uh, Michael Keaton has already signed on to play like you know old Batman and, and you know an old version of the Batman he played from the 1989 movie. So we're going to have kind of just Batman all over the place here. I know some people are rightfully concerned that what is supposed to be a Flash movie will end up being a Batman movie with the Flash. And look, I mean, you can always you can count on DC to to, to always you know over Batman stuff. So I understand that concern. And as much as I love Batman, Batman's my favorite superhero. Much as I love Batman, I love a lot of other superheroes too. And I really do wish that people who run DC Comics and write for DC Comics and make movies and TV for DC I really wish they would give the rest of their roster the shine that they deserve 
So what I am hoping is that while, you know, look, all the attention is going to be on how much Batman we get in this movie, what I'm hoping is that the Flash gets his proper, you know, deserved amount of attention here. So the people who don't read comic books or don't watch the Flash TV show can see how really just how cool of a superhero the Flash is. So, fingers crossed, hopes, prayers are here that that, that that will get realized. But for the moment, we celebrate that we will get more Batfleck, at least for one more movie. And who knows if it goes really well? Maybe we get more. I mean, yeah, the, the you know the kind of the fake news rumor mill kind of stuff is all over the map right now. I mean, there are rumors of this and rumors of that that oh he's going to get HBO Max show. Oh, there'll be another movie. Right? I mean, and then there are also rumors that well this this is there's just one off and he's never coming back after this. So we don't know. Right? I hope that it goes well enough for him that he would like to do more. Or that he would be up for doing more. And now, you know, we have the Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson thing going on. And they just, they released like the logo for it and it is great. And then Jim Lee even did like a, just some artwork of Batman in the suit with the logo. And it looks really good. So, that's going to go on. I want that to do well. I want that to be good. I want that to do well. And it can be its own thing. And if, you know, Affleck wants, and I hope this other stuff goes well enough that he'll come back and do more. No reason why we can't, you know, we can't have both going on at the same time. And what I hope ultimately happens is that things are successful enough where we get to showcase more of the roster. Like, you know, more, you know, I want Henry Cavill to come back and do more, play more Superman, play, you know, the kind of Superman that, you know, all the people who didn't like Man of Steel and Dawn of Justice, you know, I hope, I want him to come back and play the kind of Superman that, that the, those folks, you know, were upset they didn't get. Um, you know, we're going to get, we're getting more Wonder Woman. You know, we're getting more Aquaman. <coughs> uh, we're getting more Shazam. Those sequels are already, you know, well, Wonder Woman's finished. You know, Aquaman's in development. I think Shazam is also, working. so we're going to get more of those. Like, I hope this Suicide Squad movie that James Gunn did, I hope that, I hope that's good. And that we, you know, that, that leads to some future stuff um and I hope that with these Batman projects this thing that Reeves is doing I hope that we get you know Robin and Batgirl and you know and expand out to that right that's what I really hope for from those and that we'll get more villains other than the Joker alright so those, those are my hopes Right now, we are all optimism. We are all smiles. 
and we are all happy about Batman and Flash and you know we'll see what the finished product is like but smiles everyone be happy right and for those of you who want to keep you know excuse me litigating you know four years later you know all things Zack Snyder with superheroes please just just stop stop it alright stop fighting over it move on okay if you didn't like what he does then move on alright you don't have to watch it anymore you never have to watch any of the superhero movies he's ever done you don't have to do it if you didn't like them alright you don't have to watch it a fifth or sixth time hoping you know or wondering if well will it be better this time but stop okay if you didn't like it the first five times you're probably not going to like it the sixth time okay so just forget it leave it alone watch the stuff you do like you know stop fighting about it on twitter and for those of you who you know who did like it and who think it, who thought they were great and who are you know upset that people keep trashing these movies that you love ignore those people stop fighting you know you have some movies that you like watch them enjoy them talk to people who also like them it's okay to do that you know when the Zack Snyder Justice League comes out next year watch it and I hope you like it and I hope you enjoy it if you enjoyed all his other stuff if you don't like what he's done then don't watch the Zack Snyder Justice League movie don't watch it okay there's no point in hate watching it if you've been you know if all this time you've been saying oh it's gonna suck oh it's gonna suck oh it's gonna suck and because you think everything else he did sucks and there's no point in watching it <clears throat> okay there's no point in hate watching it and you know live tweeting your hate watching I know a lot of you run you know websites and have podcasts and all of that and you, you know and, and you'll get a ton of traffic with your you know hater review of the movie when it, you know I know that alright but that's on you right if you force yourself to sit through a movie that you really don't want that you really didn't want to be made and that you are sure is just going to be terrible I mean if you force yourself to sit through that and live tweet it just so you can get some, you know, podcast downloads or some hits on your website or whatever. That's on you. All right. It is. So, you know, it's time for both sides to let it go. All right. The people who liked it and wanted more are getting more, and y'all should be happy. The people who don't like it, you don't have to watch. So don't. Me? You know, I'm not a zealot. You know, I'm not a Zack Snyder zealot by any means. You know, I'm not out here saying, oh, these are the greatest movies ever. No. But, you know, I, the stuff he did, I liked it. I, you know, I thought Man of Steel was really good. I thought Batman vs. Superman was good. The, the, the extended version was 
better. But, I mean, I thought the original was okay. I thought Justice League was fine. You know, the theatrical version, the one that Joss Whedon finished. Or butchered, depending on your opinion. Alright, so I guess that's not really a Zack Snyder movie, but still. I mean, alright, the two movies that he did, you know, that he completed so far, I liked both of them. And I thought Man of Steel was really good. So, when, you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League comes out, I will watch it. I'm sure I will like it. You know, don't know how much I will like it. That depends. But I'm sure at the worst, I will think it is fine. And I'm not going to, you know, get on here and yell at people that, that they, they need to accept that it's fine, right? I'm not going to do that. And you shouldn't do that either. Just enjoy that you're getting more of the thing that you wanted to get more of. And the rest of you just ignore it. That's all. And now. Take a break. After the some more of the who. Then we will get to the bad news of the week. And it's from the wrestling business. So if you're not a wrestling fan. And you want to jump off the train here. This is your time. Otherwise. We'll be on to that. Be right back. Controversial wrestling week, and that's because largely because well, uh, Patrick Clark, aka the Velveteen Dream, is back in regular duty on TV now, and that's controversial because. He's one of the many people who was named when the Speaking Out movement started on the pro wrestling side of things.
And now there's an airplane flying over it. <laughs> but, okay, anyhow, now, that, now you hear cars. I uh, picked the wrong time to try to record outside, didn't I? Well, these things happen, especially when you're, like, late finishing this thing up to publish. But, anyhow, here we are. So, yeah, I mean, Patrick was named... You know, during the when the speaking out thing started, and as it pertains to, you know, the side of it that was dealing with pro wrestling, his he was named as basically having, you know, tried to groom some teenagers, right? And if you're not familiar with grooming, the term or whatever, it's it's that basically. coming on to teenagers or trying to establish a relationship with teenagers or kids or whatever age you know with the ultimate you know goal being that when they become of legal age you know you can get with them and That's some really nasty, creepy, disgusting stuff. So he's been accused, and the accusers actually posted some messages he sent them, some pictures he'd sent them. And, you know, for a while he was off of TV. And. You know, a few other people who are worked with WWE were named and they got fired. But they didn't fire him. And everybody knows why. It's because, I mean, the guys they fired were expendable. Right? And also there was, you know, since the evidence provided that they committed crimes and here all I mean we know that he messaged the kids and when I say we know basically what it means is that people who looked at the messages or listened to them have said look hey that's him <laughs> alright um that's what I mean by when I say we know. But as far as we also know, uh, there's nothing that's been confirmed that could get him arrested. Or at least not that we know of. Right? I mean... This is one of those things where... Look. We're taking a lot of clues. And... 
coming up with a conclusion that is probably true. But we really don't know how true. You know, I mean... And the only real defense of him, as far as those messages or what have you, that have been displayed, the only real defense is to, you know, think that they're not real. I mean, that's it, because... Although, I mean, you can't look at those, think that they're accurate, and then also defend them. Or you can't do that. It's, it's well, you can, and I'm sure somebody will, but it don't add up, it doesn't make a lick of sense to do that, to see those things, you know, believe that they're real and defend him. It do, that doesn't make sense. So, the only real defense is really to think that they may not be real. Um, and look, I have not looked at them like that because, you know, I heard what they were about and quite frankly, I wasn't trying to see all that, okay? So that's why I'm kind of, you know, hedging my bets here and treading carefully in what I'm saying. But, you know, I trust the people that I talk to who have looked at them. You know, I trust those people's assessment of it. And if they're not all real, if by any chance they're not all real, they're real enough. Okay? Now, real enough to put him in jail? Like, you know, legally? Um, don't know. I'd say probably not. And that's just, you know, being a cold cynic about how the legal system works. Okay? I mean, we can sit here and say, well, he needs to go to jail, you know, based on what we've seen. That doesn't mean that what they have to work with, as far as law enforcement, should they look, should they look into it, that doesn't mean that they have enough to try and put him on trial, okay? It does not mean that. So that may never happen. You know, I mean, it, it just, and, you know, you just need to be prepared for that. You, you need to be prepared that he may never so much as get called into a police station for an interview. All right. Um, which means this ends up in the court of public opinion. And, well, I mean, we've decided <laughs> pretty much that he's guilty and that he was if he's not already a pedo that he is a on the road to becoming one 
and that, that all he really needs to be one is a willing participant. Now, as far as to what I think should happen to him, personally, I think they should let him go. Because, you know, legal situation or whatever it may be. Because there's enough there to see that in the very best case scenario, he has some really horrible judgment that is going to land him in some kind of trouble. All right, because he got accused a few months ago of this also. Right, and he said that he went to the police and that it was, you know, some type of deep fake thing or something, right? So, at the very least, the very least, at the absolute best case scenario, he has terrible judgment and is reckless as hell about who he talks to on the internet. Okay, that's the best case scenario. And in the worst case scenario is that he's all the things he's been accused of. And on top of that, uh, it's been kind of an open secret, but now it's kind of being confirmed now that he didn't really get along with anybody. And not in a, you know, hey, he's shy and quiet kind of way, but in a, he's an asshole kind of way. You know, because look, nobody is riding for him that has worked with him. I mean, not even a, you know, let's wait for all the facts or you know, I've been around him, I know him a little bit, or I know him, and this, you know, sorry, I ain't never seen nothing that says, this is how he gets down, right? Haven't even had that kind of defense from anybody that works with or has worked with him. And on the other hand, there have been some <laughs> rebukes thrown in his way on social media from some of his coworkers. So, I, I mean, there's really nothing there that says keep him other than, I mean, he's a very talented performer and you know, I think there was the potential to make some, a lot of money with him. I think that potential is mostly gone now because the people who knew the most about him as, you know, as far as watching him perform and who were the most in his corner you know as far as being fans well 
And those are the folks who are not here for him now. No, I mean not here for him. I mean that they, you know, believe the allegations and they think he's a piece of crap. So whatever enthusiasm they may have had for him for him before is gone. So even just from a plain, you know, cynical business standpoint, there's no reason to keep this guy around. And now that I've you know, done the analytical part of talking about it, just the, you know, as far as my gut feelings and how I feel about it, what I, my opinions, uh, he's guilty of something. I mean, he may not be guilty of everything he's been accused of, but I think it's pretty safe to conclude that He's guilty of some of that shit. And you know, the idea that you know, those messages or pictures or audio, the idea that none of that is real is a joke. Particularly since I mean there's a previous case a few months ago. Now I'm supposed to believe that was fake. And then now all of this stuff is fake too. I mean, you keep getting deep faked, really? Uh, no. Okay. Sorry. That's kind of ludicrous, right? It comes. I mean, you know, it's like anyone else who gets accused of this kind of stuff. You know, one accuser. Okay. You can listen to an explanation. You can believe that they might not be telling the truth. Okay, fine. But when that number starts climbing, and the people who aren't related to each other in any kind of way, and now there appears to be almost a pattern of you doing the same kind of stuff, or being accused of the same kind of stuff, with different people in different places, then they not all lying. Okay, they not all faking it. Somebody in there telling the truth. And the truth is that he's a creepy you know possible pedo Inspiring pedo, if he's not a already a current pedo. Alright. And that's it. <laughs> I mean, that's really it. Concerned, that's enough for me to say you need to get up out of there. And that's it.
ain't no dancing around, ain't no equivocating. They should get them out of there. Now, as far as to why they haven't yet. Well, because if you look at similar situations and sports, TV, music, whatever, politics. What usually happens is they try to ride it out. Both, you know, the player slash performer and their employer. You know, be it NFL, NBA, record label, whatever. Political party. That the first strategy is always try to ride it out. Because the thinking is that if you can ride it out, if you can ride out that, you know, six months to a year of like real heat on on the story, then eventually people will move on and if you are good and talented enough at what you do that people will compartmentalize and move on or you know people will you know move over to your side or get more emboldened that they were already on your side right I mean we've seen this with you know R. Kelly Chris Brown you know Kobe Bryant you know, countless other people in music you know we've seen it in politics when some elected official gets named in some scandal and like the heat gets really turned up for a while and if they say screw it I'm not leaving and they don't you know get let off in handcuffs one day they usually weather it and then you know they start delivering some stuff for their constituents people move on And that's probably what the thinking is here that, you know, hey, we got somebody who's really good and really talented of a performer. And that as long as this doesn't, you know, as long as this isn't something that can actually land him in jail, then we'll ride it out. Once the heat dies down and he's able to get back out there and perform and show everybody just how great a performer he is, that'll you know overwhelm whatever people are thinking, whatever some people are thinking, you know, negatively about him. And look, as you know, cynical as that is, I mean, history says it's true. 
History says it works. Now, do I think it'll work here? Um, my money's on no, because professional wrestling is not like music or politics or the NFL or the NBA. And what I mean by that is that it is a lot easier for people to put that kind of heat on the wrestling business and keep it on the wrestling business because it is not held in as high esteem as those other things. wrestling business has is and always will be very easy to attack you know both when it is and is not justified it's very easy to attack because you know it's looked at as a joke as a form of entertainment from anyone who's not a fan more or less or anyone who's not yeah I mean if you're not a fan or you haven't experienced it to, and found it to be a cool thing to watch or whatever it's taken as a joke I mean, a large number of the actual fans themselves are embarrassed and ashamed of being fans so it's a lot easier for them to you know get righteously angry about something that goes on and because of those things I don't think this is going to go away I don't think they're going to just be able to sit on it like all those other industries do Also because you know there's a kind of believed to be more personal relationship between the performers and the fans. Right, I mean you know Rihanna's not gonna tweet happy birthday to a random fan, a wrestler might, or or some of them do. Right. Um, you know, or things like meet and greets, right? You don't get those kind of things with across the board in entertainment, right? So there is both an implied and real, more personal kind of relationship between the fans and the performers. So when somebody like you know, Dream is found to have done that kind of thing. It is a much deeper, more personal feeling of betrayal. And for his employers to not send him packing is a deeper, more personal sense of not caring. So that's why I think this is not going to just blow over. 
you know what? Um, I know it shouldn't. Right? Stay on them. You know, if you've been tweeting Fire Velveteen Dream at you know on at the at the WWE, keep doing it. Um, send emails, right? I mean, keep the heat up. You know, uh, contact sponsors. Get them out of there. Right? You know, keep the heat up on them to do the right thing here. And <clears throat> look, he's not—he's not entitled to a job there. He's not entitled to a career in professional wrestling. All right, he's not. And if ultimately the heat gets him fired, well, he brought that on himself for being stupid. At best, stupid. That's if he's not an actual bona fide creep. He's still stupid. You know, stupid enough to put himself in a position where <clears throat> he can be credibly accused of that kind of stuff. Unless the ridiculous scenario is true where all of this stuff is being deep faked and he's being set up, unless that ends up being true, then he's done enough to get himself fired. And he's done enough to not feel sorry for him. Okay? And with these things, look, there's no there's no good outcome here. There's no good outcome because look, either he is everything he's being accused of or some people are lying about him doing all that and thus making it more difficult for real victims or it's something in between where he is stupidly reaching out to children and they are you know, you know, smartly interpreting it in the worst way possible, right? I mean, so it's one of those three things. Either he's guilty, they're lying, or he's dumb. Uh, and two out of those three are fireable. And the likelihood that they're just straight up lying based on what we know about these kind of things is small. It's not zero, but it's small. So I think you should, you know, they should act as if he's guilty of something and get him out of there. And as fans, we should keep the heat up on them until they do.
and yeah, they're stubborn. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing, and they're gonna keep trying to ride it out. But as fans, be stubborn, stay on them, hold them accountable, force their hand. You know, this is the chance to stop something early and not let it turn into an R. Kelly situation where this guy is, you know, 40 years old and has been doing this for 20 years, right? This is the time to stop this now, to stop it early before he actually makes contact with somebody and, you know, does some actual physical damage. All right, the time to stop it is now. Um, as far as how I judge his employers, well, like I've been saying, they do what everybody, they, they're doing what everybody else does in this situation. They try to ride it out. Because they think if they do, and he doesn't put himself out there anymore, that all will eventually be well, and they can make the money. That's what they're hoping. I mean, is it a crappy, cold-hearted, cynical thing to do? Yes. But it's par for the course in the entertainment industry and in other industries also. So, am I mad at them for doing it? Yes. Am I surprised? No. But now's the time, right? to get on them and stay on them and get him out of here. And anyone else who falls under a similar category is him also. Because let's be consistent. You know, let's not just get the people out of here who we don't like, right? Um, or let's not just get the people out who, you know, have no friends in the, in the business and who are considered pariahs and all that, you know, anyway. Uh, let's not just stop with them because they're not the only ones who've been accused, all right? I mean, there are people who've been accused who were otherwise thought to be good dudes who got along with everybody and all that kind of stuff. Gotta get them too. You know, cleaning up these businesses and these industries is not an overnight thing and I've said this before right the the work is ongoing the work never ends because there are always going to be people who do that kind of stuff who are trying to get into the to, to all of the, these businesses there are always going to be people who have already gotten in and we don't know about yet but we will find out about it in the future right and it's always going to be there right so the work never ends it's ongoing 
never stops. And they're not going to clean up themselves. They're not going to magically vanish. You know, we as fans, as customers, whatever you want to call us, right? we have to participate in the cleaning up of the things we support. You know, we do. We got to participate. Right? We can't stick our head in the sand. We can't just walk away either. Because you walk away, you know what? Walk, <laughs> that's not going to change it. All right? Now, people are stubborn and short-sighted. They don't respond to quiet walkaways the way that you think they do. They'll, you know, they'll, they'll circle the drain until they drown. And then, well, not drown literally, but they'll circle the drain until they go under. And then, you know, they'll look back in hindsight and say, damn, we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so walking away isn't going to be the cure that you think it is. And obviously sticking your head in the sand isn't the cure for anything. So, to clean this up, got to get it in people's faces and, you know, get mad in their face and hold them accountable. Don't let them get away with it. And that's not just wrestling. That's comic books where a lot of this stuff is going on. That's music, TV, movies, you know, book publishing, academics, corporate America, politics, church. Right. I mean, all of those places have these type of people there. And we have to, look, you gotta, you gotta fight evil. Can't walk away. And can't stick your head in the stand. Gotta fight. And look, you never get total victory. But you can stop people. You can make headway and all that kind of thing. That's what we got to do. And I reached that point where to keep going, I'm just going to end up repeating myself more and more. So that's where we'll wrap this part here on that subject. And then, you know, after music here, we will say goodbye for the week. Be right back.
All right, we're back, and I got a little baseball here to talk about. There was a little story this week, uh, basically overblown reactions, you could call it. That's uh, Fernando Tadis. I think that's how you, I have no idea if that's how you pronounce his name or not. Tadis, Tadis, I think it's Tadis. The dad played before him, but he hit a... It was a grand slam home run late in the game. They were up by seven runs. He plays for San Diego, I believe. All right, so the team was up by seven runs late, and he hit a grand slam home run. No big deal, right? Well, the sportsmanship police came after him, including his own manager, who said, well, you know what? I, he probably should have just taken the pitch. I mean... In other words, he should have just stood there at the plate and, I guess, what, struck out looking? Or taking the chance that, you know, a pitcher would just walk him, I guess? Or kind of not swing for defenses, I guess? I don't know. And thankfully... When, when, you know, the quote from the manager came out, thankfully, just about everybody buried that guy. All right, I mean, you even had, like, Reggie Jackson and Johnny Bench getting on Twitter to say, no, dude, don't listen to them. Play the game, brother. Have fun. Go do your thing. All right, and it's a shame, really that that's where we are now because look baseball has these just unwritten rules that you can't do anything well that you shouldn't do anything that looks like you're showing up the other team because that's not nice oh it's not fair no 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 you shouldn't do anything that looks like you're showing up the other team no and okay there are circumstances in which I understand that. Like, for example, yes, if you were up by a lot and, you know, you're doing, like, trick plays and things like that, you know, if you're stealing bases or you're, you know, bunting to advance the runner and you're up by, like, a whole lot, if you're up by so much that the other team's probably not going to catch up and, you know, like I said, you're stealing bases and you're bunting and you know you're just you know doing just all type of kind of you know trickeration <laughs> to borrow a football term to get more runs and yeah I understand people being pissed off right I understand you shouldn't do that okay or you know you hit a home run and you know you run around the bases pointing at the pitcher or something right I, okay yeah fine but that you shouldn't try to score at all. Yeah, once you get to a certain point, you just should stop scoring. Or that, or that you should only score in ways that are kind of boring and incidental. Once the, once the month, once you're up by a certain amount late in the game. Really? Really? No, that's just stupid. All right, that goes for any sport, right? You know, like if you're up. 
by, you know, 30 points in a football game and there's like two minutes left. No, you should not be sending like, you know, zero blitz after the quarterback, right? Or you shouldn't be doing like, you know, flea flickers or double reverses or whatever, right? I mean, if you're up by 20 points with a minute left in a basketball game, right? You don't, you know, pull up threes on fast break or, you know, or you don't do like full court press on defense or something, right? Okay, fine. Yes, that's right. But... You know, to just not score at all, to, you know, basically put the handcuffs on yourself so that you won't score any more points, or don't, you know, or like I said, or keep it only in such a way that it would be boring and incidental, right? I mean, no, that's ridiculous. And, you know, it's stuff like that that, you know, has people saying, well, that's why baseball is not connecting with younger people because, you know, they have... Now, I don't really follow baseball like that as far as watching all the games and all of that. But, I'm, you know, but from what I've heard, like, in recent years, they've been really, like, stifling players who are, like super energetic and super animated and right and then they are you know the name Yasiel Puig was mentioned you know one of those guys who was like that and I guess they've calmed him down I guess and now you know they're doing the same thing or or they're talking like you know Fernando Tata should also you know calm down it's like no no all right like sport professional sports are not just a competition or, you know, well, intercollegiate sports aren't either. It's not just a competition. Right? It's also, you know, it's an entertainment thing also, right? And it doesn't matter how hard the people are competing. If the games themselves are boring, then you're going to lose the audience. And, you know, baseball games can go three hours and change. And then, you know, look, everybody doesn't appreciate you know, like a pitching duel, you know, where it's like one nothing and the pitchers are getting everybody out, right? Everybody doesn't appreciate that. Like to, you know, to get more people to pay attention, you need exciting stuff. Yeah, I mean, home runs are exciting. You know, stolen bases are exciting. Now, pitching can be exciting, like if the pitcher's just throwing it 100 over the plate and it's just... You know, smoking people, punching them out, you know, that's, you know, that can be exciting too, right? But the idea that, you know, well, we're just going to hit a bunch of grounders. Hope for the best. No. Or, or, you know, basketball, right? I mean, you know, dunking. Dunking is what one of the things that makes basketball exciting. <clears throat> dunking and crossing people up and, you know, three-pointers, right? All of that stuff. You know, football, you know, big hits, long passes, you know, kind of spin moves, you know, exciting and just runs like Barry Sanders or somebody would do, right? Those are exciting plays, right? And they, that's, they're part of what makes football entertaining. And if you have exciting, you know, energetic 
guys and gals out there playing. Those are things that, you know, make the games more exciting and more fun to watch. Or even something like golf. I mean, I mean, the reason Tiger Woods to this day is, you know, a draw or will get people to watch. You know, if he's in contention, you know, on the last day, it's because, you know, he, the energy, the fist pumping and the, the red shirt and all of that, right? I mean, <clears throat> whereas, you know, the other guys who were just, you know, kind of boring, well, they don't bring in as many people to watch. So, yeah, this idea that, you know, you're telling me this, I'll call him, I'm calling him a kid because I don't, don't know how old he is exactly, but, you know, he's, I'm assuming he's in his 20s or maybe early 30s, but, well, look, if you're under 30, you're a kid to me, all right? So, I'm going to call him a kid, okay? I mean, the idea that you're going to tell this kid to, you know, be boring, basically, because... That's how you respect the tradition of the game. I mean, seriously, I mean, like, do y'all even watch the games? Have y'all even watched the games all these years? Reggie Jackson wasn't boring. Um, you know, Randy Johnson, Roger Clemens, Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds, these, these guys weren't boring. You know, they didn't just, you know, calmly jog around the bases and... You know, you know, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were not boring. Okay, I mean, and these unwritten rules, like, well, you should stop trying to, you shouldn't run it up. Whatever, like, you're professionals. This isn't, like, Little League, right? I mean, no, this isn't Little League, and all of that it's professional all right you, everybody's getting paid get paid the same money you know you like you lose by 10 win by 10 or win by one you get the same paycheck so if the other guys are not playing that well and they make it real easy for you to score on them without even trying too hard then go ahead and score. They should play better and they should stop you. Okay? It's real simple. Right? You don't want to get... If you don't like getting the Grand Slam hit on you when you're already down by seven, then, then, then you shouldn't load up the bases and, you know, you shouldn't... You shouldn't pitch bad enough to load up the bases and you shouldn't pitch bad enough to give up a Grand Slam when the base... You know, to give up a home run when the bases are loaded. All right, just like if you don't like, you know, somebody running for an 80-yard touchdown on you in the fourth quarter if you're already, when you're already down by 20, well, then maybe you should stop them from running. You know, maybe you should not let them get past the line of scrimmage. You know, um, you know, we can just, you know, we can go through every sport and come up with these examples, right? I mean, I mean, at some point, it's on you to stop the other guy from scoring on you or the other gal from scoring on you. And if you're unable to do that, 
and they just keep scoring, it's not their fault. And if they score on you in a way that's really exciting and might make you look extra stupid, well, that's not on them either. You know, if you're down 30 in a basketball game and, you know, one of your players just stupidly stands under the basket with 30 seconds left and gets just dunked on, I mean, that's their fault. I mean, <laughs> got to let it go. I mean, seriously. And, you know, you can't let these stupid antiquated rules, these unwritten rules, you know, take over. And remember, and then, and of course, the guys who are pushing these, these unwritten rules are the same ones that they'll, they'll go on about, you know, snowflakes and participation trophies. So it's just, it's, it's hypocritical on top of everything else. But, I mean, what do you expect? I know what I expect. I expect what he did, what Fernando did a couple of days later. Which I mean, he hit another home run, right? And with, I mean, I think under the similar kind of circumstances, they were up by a lot, and I mean, you know, and just pile on, man. If they can't stop you, just keep giving it to them. Make them stop you. All right. That goes for all you old fogies that are talking all this nonsense. All right, I mean, you you think this generation is soft? Well, you're you're the ones teaching them. Let them do what they do, man. Be a whole lot better off. All right, be back after this.
All right, so there it is for this week. The good, the bad, and the goofy. <laughs> um, well, sorry for you know getting things late here for those of you who are you know listen to me bright and early on Friday morning. I took a little while to get things together. I recorded some stuff. wasn't really feeling it afterwards, so I had to dump a lot of material. And then you know, I didn't really, you know, hit a groove until late Thursday, yeah. Or this, yeah. I mean, so it took a little longer than usual to get rolling and to get some stuff finished that I felt was worth putting out here for you. So my apologies. You know, now of course, if you haven't gotten to this until. Saturday or Sunday or later, then it's no big deal. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, got political conventions going on. So just, you know, we're in between. Well, we're in between them now as I'm recording this. The Democrats have finished theirs. The Republicans are next week. Hope you took some time to listen to the Democrats and what they had to say. And you should listen to what the Republicans are saying also and make a wise choice accordingly. Now, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, but if you, you know, if you've been listening to me and you can read between the lines, you know who I'm voting for. And if you talk to me at on social media or or if you know me personally you know who I'm voting for okay so I don't need to you know I'm not going to jam it down your throat here alright well okay I'm I'm going (laughs) to say one thing here alright if you don't like the way things are going with the guy who's in the White House then you should vote for Joe Biden. All right. Period. End the story. Okay. You know, all this, well, we need more, all this stuff about, well, two-party systems, no good, blah, blah, blah. You know what? I mean, okay. Yeah, I'm willing to hear those arguments if you're willing to back up those arguments with some real action, like, you know, Organizing at the local level for another, for a third or fourth or fifth party, and doing the work on the ground and getting to a point where this third or fourth or fifth party can actually win something. Okay, if you want to do that, if you're going to do that, then I will hear your arguments about the two party system being no good. But if all you're going to do is pop up every four years and start talking that talk, then I got nothing for you. All right. I mean, the two parties we have did not get to where they are overnight. It took a long time for each of them. So it's going to take a while for any other party to, you know, become a viable thing that actually wins elections and is actually worth voting for in a presidential election. 
Okay, that takes work, it takes time, it takes effort. If you are not going to put in the effort, then I really don't, I got nothing for you, okay? You better pick, you better pick whichever one of the two major parties you think is better and call it a day. And no, I don't expect any one, I don't expect any one person to, you know, create and, you know, make a national political party viable all on their own. No. But it's crazy for you to jump up here every four years and expect people to vote for some other party. You know, that has not done any work to, you know, establish itself and, you know, form some type of winning organization either. So, listen to everybody that's running. Pick the one who can win who you think is better. And if you know me, you know who I think is better either do. And this concludes political talk for this week. So, as always, stay home as much as you can. You know, don't be out here going to music festivals and, you know, with thousands of people, you know. Right? <laughs> it's just not a good idea. And, um, don't, don't, don't be falling for any cockamamie movie theater opening plans either. Because they are equally crazy. So stay home as much as you can. Stay safe as you possibly can. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And uh, God bless you guys. Talk to you next week. I'll take